A stu stu Studio D production. So I think we did enough talking that maybe yeah, I'll try to figure out how to edit it. some of like what we talked about. You'll splice, before. splice, baby. I'll splice, splice, baby. So dum, dum, I'm going to introduce and then we'll, I don't know. Stop. I'm always so awkward. Hammer time. Um, no. <laughs> that was the wrong Collaborate side. and listen. I was trying to figure out how to turn it into an editing thing. Stop. Collaborate and edit. <laughs> Salem's back with a hammer time. <laughs> Salem's back with a hammer time. <laughs> Sit down, I want to tell you a story. everyone welcome to effed up family story time i'm salem and i'm hannah and with us today we decided to mix it up a little we have bell whoop, whoop. and we have jess i'm back Yay! it's creepy sounding um <laughs> that was the so, point spooky time how's everyone doing today i decided it's spooky time it's spooky it time. is september yes it is i'm doing good i so we use Slack as our messaging system, messaging system at work, and you can put emojis. I have officially added a jack-o'-lantern after my name, so every message I send <laughs> says, Jessica Krause, jack-o'-lantern. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Spooky I love times. It. So how's everyone doing? Good. It's, it's not snowing anymore, and that makes me excited. Yeah, I feel sick today. Hannah's got the vid. No, it's, she, not, it's not the Rona. Is it wrong that that's the voice I imagine our sailor baby has? <laughs> I feel sick yes. today. That is what he sounds like. Just so everybody knows. Yeah. What's the baby's name? Have we come up with a name? Oh, have we? Have we? I don't think so. Can it be like... Wait, say the voice so, again. Say the voice again. <laughs> I feel like his, his name, name is Boris. Trevor. Oh, Boris. Boris. Oh. I want it to be like an old Victorian name. I was thinking Boris. like... Boris. No. Victorian name? No. I think it should be Quack Macmillan. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was thinking of like East Coast, Upper Crust... Uh, spoiled kid yeah. name like Trevor or Kent or something mm. like that. Kent McDuckington. Quack McDuckington. <laughs> Quack McDuckington. Just even Bean. 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 <laughs> That's his nickname. <laughs> yeah, his nickname is Bean. Well, his nickname's Bean Archie. because he's like Quack McDuckington the fourth, so they gotta differentiate him from the other quacks. Archibald Bean. Duncan. Archibald Bean. Archibald, Archibald Bean. <laughs> that is so good. That is good. Archiquackbald Bean. <laughs> Archibald McQuackbean. No one understands the quack thing because nobody sees his feet. read it. Well, His little hat says quack because when I originally drew him, he had a duck body. Uh-huh. <laughs> quack. All right, guys, so are we ready to get into our story? Yeah. So this week it's me that's telling the story. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys listen and know who me is, but it's, you'll find it's out. Salem. Oh, you gave it away. We all sound the same. I was same. just going to say, we all sound the same. I, know. I can't tell. One of these days we should, st- we should start having a poll for every episode. 
<laughs> guess who told this story? <laughs> I mean, we give it away eventually. Anyway, yeah. okay. Uh, I think Hannah should do the rest of the episode in her sick Ugh, baby voice. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's going to make it interesting. Not really. I'm not going to. <laughs> so this week, I'm telling the story of Bryce Laspisa. I don't know um, if you guys know who that is. I know Jess does because she's my See? second. No. It's my number to, one. I have to go talk to her enemy and convince them not to duel with her. <laughs> <laughs> You're the lieutenant when there's reckoning to be reckoned with. That's right. So um, first, I'm going to start with my sources. I want to say the inspiration for this story um, was when I I heard it initially on a podcast. And I think I thought that the podcast that I heard it on was True Crime Garage, which I want to say is one of my very favorite podcasts. I love the captain and the colonel. I think they tell great stories with great research. When I so initially, my first thought when I started researching the story was to go back and listen to this podcast since it was the inspiration. And I could not find anywhere on True Crime Garage or the internet or anything that they have ever done this story. So I don't know what podcast I heard it on, but it was great. Thanks for inspiring <laughs> me. Um, and then some of my other sources were uh, some articles that I found on the internet. Uh, I went to True Crime Times blog. And the article was The Strange Vanishing of Bryce Les Pisa. And then um, another article on traceevidence.com, The Disappearance. Um, That's not right. The Disappearance of Tiffany Daniels is what (laughs) it says. (laughs) Maybe they... Blame it on them. They messed up their URL, not you. Um, okay. And um, and then on talkmurder.com, Bryce Les Pisa. I keep wanting to say Lapisa. And then I listened to another podcast, uh, uh, Crime Junkie. Crime Junkie. Yeah, which was really good. And it was their January 28th, 2018 episode. So those are my sources. When you said Trace Evidence, that website, I was thinking like traces and T-R-E-S, like the Spanish word for three. (laughs) Three evidence. (laughs) No more, no less. (laughs) Right. Where there are exactly three pieces of evidence. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so I have more than trace evidence. <laughs> Just so you know. So Bryce Lespisa was born on April thirtieth, nineteen ninety four. He was the only child of Karen and Michael Lespisa. He grew up in Naperville, Illinois. He graduated from Naperville High School in uh, two thousand twelve. Um, so that puts perspective on. Uh, the time frame, he 2012. the same year that Kyle did, to put it into more perspective. There you go. So he's probably the same age, would be the he same age. He would be like my and Kyle's age, yeah. yeah. It was mm-hmm. Kyle. So um, it was also in 2012 that Karen and Michael were able to retire early. And so they decided that they wanted to move to California. So they bought a home in Laguna Nagel, California, and they moved the whole family there. So it was the three of them. And then um, Bryce enrolled in college, Sierra College, which is in Rockland, California. And that's like about seven miles, or not seven miles, that's like about (laughs) seven hours away from his parents, which is kind of far. And it was just a community college. So there's some like, there's question as to why did he choose to go to a community college so far away from his parents? Um, But that's where he went. Um, 
And honestly, if I would have gotten accepted in, I probably would have gone further. <laughs> well, and that's it. Like, like a lot of people say, well, yeah, he's young. He wants to go to college. He wants to get away from his parents. You know, it, from all accounts, he but had a, the moment that you moved me into the dorm. I was like, no, I want to go back. <laughs> I miss you, mommy. I cried all the you time. You came over every weekend. I came over every weekend. I know. <laughs> you did. I loved it. But anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, by all accounts, Bryce had a normal childhood. So there's no reason to think that he like had issues with his parents and he was trying to like get away from them. He just he that would be an abnormal childhood if he That's didn't have true. issues with his parents. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are some issues and we'll get into a little bit of that later. So he went to Sierra College and his freshman year was reportedly very good he did good in class he had made a lot of friends he had a girlfriend kim sly that he was really close to and everyone said they had a great relationship i know kim sly <laughs> what an overachiever accomplishing things your freshman year of college who do you yeah, think you I are know. Me, when they you kicked me out of Hannah, csu you i had a 3.9 <laughs> i had That's straight yeah, A's. When, when they kicked me, me out of csu i had a 3.9 why did they kick you out i couldn't afford poor. it <laughs> So in the summer of 2013, Bryce went back to his parents and he had a good summer. Everything was pretty normal. Um, in August of 2013, he went back to school. It was about two weeks before classes were going to start. And everybody that, you know, hung around him said that he seemed fine. He seemed normal. And so now there's I have conflicting information on a few things here as far as dates and stuff. So we're going to start the countdown of the days where things get a little wonky. So October 26th, 2013, some of the reports say that that was the first day of class. But all of the reports, what? October? Did I say October? Yeah. August. August 26th, 2013 was the first day of class by some of the reports. Um, but all of the reports say that he was acting normal. His mom says that she talked to him that day and he seemed perfectly normal. Nobody was thought he was out of sorts or anything. I mean, I just want to say that Hannah acted normal until yeah. she had a complete fucking breakdown That's in true. high school. Um, so. <laughs> so moving on to August 27th. 2013. So I don't have day. to keep saying 2013. The I think day. we know. The following, so moving the following, on to the next day. day. Okay. August 27th. October. <laughs> Kim and Sean. Sean was uh, Bryce's roommate, Sean okay. Dixon. Okay. So Kim and Sean started to notice like some odd behavior. They were starting to get concerned. He was acting weird. And at one point, Kim confronted Bryce and asked him, you know, you're acting weird. What's going on? And Bryce admitted that he had taken an ADHD medication uh, called Vyvanse. Oh, oh. <laughs> what? I Adderall. Adderall. I think it is Adderall. I think it's like, like a different, like a different okay. manufacturer. So, well, no. So it's actually a different drug. So Adderall is a combination of different amphetamines. I have it here. Let me pull up my stuff. So, okay. They're both derivatives of amphetamines. They're just different kinds. So Adderall has what's called amphetamine salts, which is amphetamine and dextroamphetamine. And Vyvanse contains something called lisdexamphetamine. Um, and the body, so it's different because the body converts that to dextroamphetamine, which is an ingredient oh, in Adderall. Okay. So it's a drug that your body converts to. So it's a drug with an extra step. Well, yeah. So it takes longer to take effect because you have to wait for your body to convert it to the dextroamphetamine before it's active. So every day mm -hmm. when you take Vyvanse, you have to wait for it to convert 
to become effective. And then you have what a lot of people call the vivance, like come down. So at, as it starts to wear off, you can feel different effects because uh-huh. your body's not, there's no more lisdexamphetamine Liz to convert. So your body's not producing oh, that dextroamphetamine okay. anymore. So that's a good, probably better for people who actually have ADHD, not college students who just want yeah, this, to write a paper. <laughs> this was not a medication that was prescribed to Bryce, and he did not need it. He didn't have ADHD. He well, was just I taking mean, it. I took Adderall a couple times in college to cram some essays that I Same. procrastinated way too long. Well, you're lucky you, you didn't know. end up like Bryce. I Wait guess. until you hear. I have every single yeah. person I know who has gone to college... <laughs> Why are you looking at I don't like know. <laughs> Every single person I know that has gone to college has taken copious amounts of Adderall. The Adderall. I went to college, never taken Adderall. All right. Everyone Belle, my age. <laughs> Belle came up to me once when she was young and was like all freaked out because she was looking at me and she said, I can't stop moving my eyes. <laughs> I can't stop moving my eyes. And I was like, just stop moving your eyes. And she's like, I can't. I can't stop moving my eyes. Oh my God. I wish the listeners could see what Salem's doing with her and eyes. She took Adderall, and she's lucky. She didn't end up crazy. You already got some issues, well, girl, I can tell. Like, it's scary to me to think that most ADHD drugs are stimulants. So having a child yeah. who had ADHD and had the actually, hyperactivity she probably needed Adderall. I probably did. Yeah. Oh my god. Probably honestly didn't even do anything. I was just like But like it's crazy yeah, to me to think that you have kids who can't focus and who are hyper already and giving them stimulants, stimulants. is yeah. what makes them But it's true like it works. we could give I was like I saw give, this like this, caffeine. It's like my friend we can't use his name because it's an illicit substance that he used. My just <laughs> my initials or something, or just so say my, my best friend, friend. Oh. <laughs> who listens to this podcast. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I know <laughs> he does. <laughs> uh, he has ADHD. It's undiagnosed, but we're pretty positive that he has ADHD. He took he did cocaine, and it did nothing to him. <laughs> he was just George like, drinks I coffee. Kind of focused. <laughs> George drinks coffee and falls asleep. Maybe that's why coffee doesn't do shit for me at work. Probably. Everybody's like, everybody's like, cold brew makes my heart stop. Everybody's like, I can. And Hannah, freaking, we went through the drive-through the other day and got these like freaking energy drinks from like Dutch Bros, and like it was like huge, just like full of caffeine. Hannah drank half and like zoned out. Was like, what did you say? My heart stopped. And I had drank the whole thing, and I was like, fine. (laughs) God. So um, Bryce had admitted to taking Vyvanse and um, there's some question as to whether his roommate and his girlfriend knew that he was taking it before but my assumption is he was taking it before the 27th Um, but he would take it to stay up and play video games all night and not fall asleep and he would stay up all night and so at this point some people were actually thinking that maybe he had been up for like two to three days straight But he was acting weird, and so they were concerned. They confronted him. And then on this day, I'm not exactly sure where it falls in the timeline, he also started giving away his stuff. Like some of his, he gave away his Xbox. He gave away a pair of diamond earrings that his mom had had given to him. (laughs) And he was just like giving away his stuff. And then he had suicide preparation shit right there. (laughs) Yeah. And then he had also broken up with his girlfriend. And he like sent her a text saying um, she would be better off without him. So some weird shit there. Yeah. 
And so fast forward next day, August 28th, um, by now, other friends of Bryce's are starting to get concerned about his personality shifting and his behavior. And his roommate, Sean, was so worried Sean. that he actually... Dick. Son. Sorry, I had to. This <laughs> <laughs> is <it> Sean Dixon. <laughs> Dick. Son. So anyway, um, <laughs> Sean was so worried that he called Bryce's mom. And that's something that I think shouldn't be taken lightly because how many friends in college, like how fucked up would you have to be for one of your friends to call your mother and tell them, tell her that they're worried about you? Like you have to be pretty fucked up. Most teenage or high college kids want, would not do that. I didn't even my... know the name of my roommate's mother, let alone have <laughs> any way to get a hold of her mother when she disappeared for the entire second semester yeah. of our, well, she was just like off. Living her, living her whole life, her best whole life. Good for her. <laughs> Did any of my friends ever call you? Um, I don't think have. so. <laughs> well, that's not good to know. That's a joke. It's fine. okay. Good. I mean, <laughs> you say what teenage college age kids would do that. I can't think of any friends I have who would call my mom now. now. <laughs> I would hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I would hope so if I was suicidal sounding well, yeah, crazy. I guess. I'm just saying that that, that shows know, you right. how concerned he really was. Like, yeah, Bryce no, must have that. been acting, like, super out of, right. like, his ordinary character for him to call. So he calls Karen and says, you know, that he's acting weird. He's not himself. Tells her about how he had broken up with Kim the night before and how that was really weird. And... um, He also said that Bryce had told Sean that there was something bothering him that but he never told him what it was. Made it seem like he wanted to talk to him about something, but he never told him what it was. So um, about two hours after Sean called Karen, Karen got another call. And accounts differ on this also. Some say that it was Kim that called Karen. Some say that it was Bryce who called Karen. But Karen was called because Bryce had driven 90 minutes to Chico, California, what? What's it say there? Miles. 90 miles. Thank you. <laughs> 90 miles to Chico, where Kim lived, even though they had broken up. And she was really worried about him because he was acting so oddly. So she took his keys and she didn't want him to drive. So I think what happened is the account that Bryce then called his mom pissed off because Kim wouldn't give him his keys. And... He, you know, said to his mom, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. She's just pissed off because I broke up with her and she doesn't want me to leave. And he's like, and I just want to go. So then Karen talks to Kim and says, you know, he just wants to leave. He sounds fine. And he se- he sounded lucid. He didn't sound like he was impaired. And so he told Kim, give give him the keys and let him go. He She also offered at this time to Bryce, because she was starting to get a little concerned because other people have been telling her he's acting on. She offered to go up there. She said, I'll buy a ticket right now. And he said, don't buy a ticket. Um, I have a lot that I need to talk to you about. But like made it sound like, but now's not the time, right? And so Kim gives Bryce his keys and Bryce promises to call his mom the next day and he leaves Kim's house at like 11.30 p.m. To put it into perspective, 2013 in Chico, Kyle was out partying with his frat friends. Kyle went to a community college but partied at Chico with his friends (laughs) that were in a fraternity. So to put it into perspective, Kyle was probably at a party that night in Chico. That's funny. (laughs) Probably was. Weird. So, um, did Kyle I'm the past my craftsman is a small world. <laughs> so the next interaction 
that Bryce had with anyone was August 29th. It was in the early morning, 1 a.m. Bryce calls his mom. And here again, I have differing accounts. I don't know if his mom actually answered the phone, if she talked to him, um, but she assumed that he was calling to say that he had made it home. And in reality, he was calling from some desolate area about an hour south of his apartment in Rockland. But like, if she did talk to him, she didn't talk to him for very long. Um, And she didn't know. She thought he was at home. Fast forward to August 30th. So here's the thing that I want to know that I couldn't find any information. What happens the rest of, of August, August 29th? It's like one in the morning. That's yeah. like an hour into the day. Yeah. So fast forward to August 30th. Karen and Michael receive a voicemail from their insurance, their auto insurance company, State Farm, saying that their road assistance, uh, roadside assistance had been used um, around 9 a.m. They got this call around 11 a.m. All right. So at this point. They try to call Bryce. He's not answering his phone. So at this point, they call Sean. And Sean says, Bryce never came home. Oh, man. So I don't I don't know if this is Bryce never came home from August 28th. And that's mm-hmm. what I think it is, because later Sean is, you know, stated saying that he thought Bryce had just gone home to his parents' house because he was upset about stuff. And that Sean, Bryce had told Sean, I'll be back Labor Day or whatever, so I'll see you then. So he just figured he was at his parents' house and wasn't worried about him. So Okay, can I just... Yeah. I, I need to get it straight in my head. So the 28th at night, before midnight on the 28th, he's over at Kim's and mm-hmm. leaves there about 1130. Yeah. So then about an hour and a half later at 1 a.m. on the 29th, he calls his mom. She thinks he's home, but he's actually in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then we know nothing then for over 24 hours yep. before then on the 30th, the roadside assistance for their insurance is used at 9 a.m. Yep. Okay. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Crazy. I just um, had to sort it in my yeah. head. <laughs> and I don't know if they went back and like pinged his phone or tried to find out where he was. If they did, there's none of that in here. Because a lot of like they didn't like his location in the desolate area. They didn't know he was there until they pinged his phone after they were searching for him you know what i mean and they say nothing about his whereabouts and so i don't know i don't know it's just kind of weird so yeah so they get the call from the insurance company um he had used roadside assistance around nine they call sean he hasn't been home yet so then he's still not answering his phone so they check his charges to his account because they have like a credit card for him mm-hmm. and they see that he um had made charges to a place called Castro Tire and Gas in this itty bitty town of Button Willow. And so <laughs> Button Willow, Button Willow <laughs> California. Like and one of the pod- the podcasts I listened to, Crime Junkie, uh, said that uh, she had researched Button Willow. And as far as she could tell, it was like a nothing town. It was like it had a gas station, maybe a little store or whatever. It was like a stop while passing through town. No reason to stay, right? No reason to stick around. So anyway, they call this. Castro Tire and Gas, and they speak to a man named Christian, and Christian informs him, yeah, your son ran out of gas. I took three gallons of gas up to him like he was off on the side of the road and helped him put gas in his car and then left, right? And this had been hours because at this point it's like noon-ish, I think. So yeah, I mean, this is probably around 1130, noon-ish. What time did he make the charge? 9 a.m., Around 9 a.m. is so, when he used roadside assistance. Yeah, but what about the 
charge, charge on the, to Castro. That was the same. Oh, so okay. the roadside assistants um, called this gas station. Oh, okay. And Christian then took the gas down to him. So okay. this is all right around on 9 a.m. Okay. that this happened. And so this is a couple hours later. And obviously the parents are worried. And Christian is a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. So he offers to go back to the location to make sure that, like, you know, something else wasn't wrong with the car or whatever. So he goes back there. And Bryce is still sitting in his car in the same exact location where he, where Christian had left him. So Christian walks up to the car and asks him, what are you doing here? And Bryce's response is nothing. Like he's, you know, and so like Christian he says nothing. He just says nothing. He says the he word just says nothing. nothing. What are you doing here? Nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's not silent. But he, he says nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and, but he won't really give him any other information or talk to him. So Christian calls... Bryce's parents and says, you know, he's still sitting here in the same location. And yeah, he seems perfectly fine. He seems lucid, but his eyes are a little red. But other than that, like he seems perfectly fine. So then uh, Karen gets on the phone, talks to her son, and she doesn't really press him for a lot of information. Like, where are you? What are you like? I think she's trying not to upset him just to keep him calm. But she basically just says, fill your tank up with gas and come home now. Right. And Bryce says he will. And they hang up the phone. Christian goes back to the gas station. And this was around 1230. uh, So Bryce should have made it home around 3 p.m. But Bryce never showed. And for six hours, he ignored his phone calls from his parents. So um, they were starting to get really desperate at this point and really worried. So they called their phone company. I think it was AT&T. And they were able to get an emergency ping on his phone so they could locate his phone. And they discovered that within a nine-hour period, he had traveled eight miles. And so he's still not answering his phone. So around 9 o'clock, I think it's around 9 o'clock. Some say 6 o'clock, but sometime that evening, they call Colorado Highway Patrol. California. California California Highway Patrol. (laughs) And um, they go out. They have, like, the location from the ping on his phone. So the police go out to that location. They find Bryce sitting there in his car. They search his car because they think, you know, this is weird. They, they got information from the parents about his weird behavior. So they search his car looking for drugs. They don't find any drugs, any alcohol, any drug paraphernalia. He took them all. Then um, <laughs> they do a field sobriety test and he passes it. So at this point, they tell him, call your mom. Your mom's worried about you. And he was like so reluctant to call that finally the police dial the number for him. They get on the phone first. They talk to mom and say... You know, yeah, he seems normal. I don't see, you know, he passed the sobriety test. There's no evidence of drugs. And then, again, Bryce gets on the phone. And, again, mom doesn't really press him for information. She just says, get yourself something to eat and, you know, put gas in your car and come home. And Bryce says he will. And the police leave. And he says a couple weird things, like, when he's talking to his mom, like, he's going to go see friends later. Which is weird because he's like, so at this point, Button Willow is like 300, how many? Only like an hour and a half based on when he should have gotten home after the last time they talked to him. Or maybe two and a half hours, something like that. Um, but yeah, Button Willow is still like over an hour away from his school and he's heading towards his parents, mm-hmm. but he's going to go out with his friends later. So it's just kind of like weird, like almost like he's not in reality at this point. So um, there are charges that show that 11 p.m. Bryce stopped at a gas station, which was still in Buttonwillow. 
Um, and he bought a drink, like a dollar seventy one on a drink. And then sometime after that, he stops at a Valero gas station, still in Buttonwillow, and gets gas in his car. Sometime, I'm not sure about the timeline exactly, but sometime in here, Christian, who had left the garage for a while, comes back and sees that he had missed a call from the Las Pisas. And so he calls him back. And at this point, they tell him, like, we, like, all the stuff that's going on, the police had been out there. We still don't know where he is. And so he's like, hey, look, I'll go back to this location where the police found him, see what's going on. So Christian goes back to that location. So this is why I think this maybe is before he gets his drink and he gets gas. But Christian goes back to that location and he's still sitting in the same spot. And so he calls up Bryce's parents at this point. And he's like, look, this kid's not going anywhere unless I nudge him. So I'm going to make him get on the highway. I'm going to make sure he gets in the right direction. So he follows him to the highway, points him in the direction. Bryce gets on the highway. Christian gets behind him, follows him for like 10 minutes, decides that, okay, he's heading in the right direction. He'll get home. And so Christian turns around and goes home himself. That, I think, is when he stops and gets a drink. Later, he stops and gets gas. At one point, he calls his mom. I think there's like multiple communication between them, because, but I'm not sure how much. I know at one point he calls his mom. It's like around 150 and says that he's getting off or that he had gotten off of I-5. He's on I-5 South, but then he got back on again. And then at like 2.08, which is the last time he talks to his mom, he calls and says, I'm pulling off. I'm tired. I need to sleep. I'm going to sleep in my car. And she says, you know, at this point, he's been up for at least 24 hours. You know, if there are accounts of him being up for days before that, he could have been up for like five days at this point, right? So she says, pull off, take a, you know, take a nap, sleep for a couple hours, and then come home. So at this point, Bryce does not pull off and sleep. He continues to drive about 90 minutes to Castiac Lake, which is a like a national park and a lake. There's a lake there. I think there's a lake. Is there a lake there? And and this is and so now we've reached it's August 31st. August 31st, 208, he calls his mom, says he's going to sleep, but he doesn't. He drives into Castiac Lake, and then at 5.30 a.m., the California Highway Patrol, they find Bryce's vehicle crashed on its side. It had traveled down a 25-foot embankment. The embankment was off of an access road that led down to a recreational area down by the lake. There was a CVT footage that CCTV footage that showed that Bryce had made three separate trips past this area. He at um, at 2:15, which was shortly after he got off the phone with his mom. So I'm kind of confused. If he talked to his mom at 2:08, he must have already been almost to Castiac Lake if it was a 90 minute drive. But at 2:15, there is footage of him driving down this access road. And then at 4.29 a.m., there's footage of him driving down the same, from the same camera, the same access road, going the same direction. And then his vehicle is found, crashed at 5.30. Down, there's tire tracks leading down the embankment, and the pattern suggests that he was going very quickly, and that there was no attempt to brake. The car was empty, was abandoned when it was found. The rear window was looked like it had been kicked out, so they're thinking he got out through the rear window. Um, there was blood on the headrest and there was blood on the back seat, but not enough to suggest any serious injury. And his cell phone, his laptop were found in the car. His wallet was found slightly out of the car. 
And there was a duffel bag that had been unzipped and was open. So the police think that there was something that was taken out of it. That was left just slightly outside of the car. And there's been no trace of him ever since. They contacted the parents around 830 that morning, let them know um, that they found the vehicle. The parents filled the police in with like the whole history of what was going on. They immediately started to search for him. They had helicopters, ATVs, people on foot. They had divers searching the lake. Um, They never found any evidence of him. They did bring in bloodhounds on day nine of the search, and they tracked his scent from the car across this roadway that goes over a dam to a truck stop. And then they lose the scent at the truck stop. And that's that's it. After that, they found nothing to suggest where he went. He's never been Crazy. seen again. Dang. So I think that's a good place to break. And then we'll talk about some of the theories about what might have happened to him. Anybody got anything to add? I feel like, oh, I thought you were going to ask if we had any theories. Oh, you got theories? Tell oh, me. I feel like it's some sort of drug nefarious yeah. Drug nonsense. If he was mm-hmm. like high on drugs and like waiting around at this weird location and like nah, mm-hmm. nah that sounds like he go. had a psychotic break. I mean, it yeah. could be well, either. like somehow driving in circles. I don't know the roads mm-hmm. around this lake, but somehow he's driving and then going around and back where he came before. I mean, there's a couple of things like it could be he was waiting to meet someone who didn't show, like you said, mm-hmm. like nefarious drug, but it could be he just didn't know what the hell he was doing. Like, yeah. you can... Sounds... Sorry. But where did he go? You if can... he was having a psychotic break and like died somewhere, I feel like they would have found... He may not have died. died. Just, like, you can have a psychotic left. break. And just fucking peace out, dude. You're well, just like, bye. <laughs> and he may not even know it. You can have a psychotic break. And if he did have a head injury, mm-hmm. then yeah, that could cause true. you to not... Those two things combined, especially, you may not, like, know who you are. You can have a psychotic break and, like, create a new life for yourself without doing it on purpose or, like, forget your old life. So he could have gone to this truck stop, not known who he was. Somebody found and helped him. He didn't have his wallet, so nobody ever identified him and started a new life. You know, I mean, the fact that he was, like, giving away all of his stuff and breaking up with his girlfriend and, like, saying he needed to talk to his mom, but he couldn't Mm -hmm. yet and he had important things to tell her, that all sounds to me like, like, leading towards suicide. That's a theory, too, but let's not talk too much about the theories. Let's save some for after break, so we'll be back. Get out already. (laughs) Like, I'm trying to go to bed here. What are you talking about? As above, so below. Have you seen that? It's about, like, the Paris catacombs. They, like, go down to look for the Philosopher's Stone and find Nicholas Flamel's grave and shit. Huh. I have not. I don't know that one. But they're, like, running around in the catacombs, and then they end up going to hell. Hmm. Is that where Nicholas Flamel is? Right above hell. hell. He's right above hell. Uh Oh, okay. So we are back. (laughs) (laughs) And is uh, Nicholas Flamel, I'm sorry. I have to ask this. Is that the name of the actual guy who's like, is that a real dude or is that a know. Harry Potter thing? I don't he's know. Real... I'm sure he was a real dude because okay. they made it seem like I he mean, was a real dude. I don't know if he's a real dude, but he he's is like a, a the lore he, of his, him. The lore of him and alchemy and the Philosopher's Stone and Eternal Life. I called dibs on a story about that. Is real and has and been. And I had thought about that the moment that yeah. I watched it and I was like, oh, he's not just a character in Harry Potter. I'm no. ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. So... We're back. We're back. Again. Um, And before we get back into the story, I think we should uh, throw in a few plugs. Um, Anybody out there who's listening and likes our podcast, please review us. 
review us on whatever streaming platform that you listen to us that will help us help us get the word out help us get recognized by uh, some people leave us a comment if you're interested yeah follow us on facebook we're at ffs the podcast on, Never post. on uh, twitter and we're at ffs the podcast on instagram and you can find us on facebook at f family story time follow us and you'll only have to see like one post a month Gosh, we're gonna be better <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be better and that's how you um, find our episodes but if you're honestly, new to us what helps us out the most is the reviews because yes. that gets us in the algorithms that puts us you know on the radar mm-hmm. about and it algorithms. gets us out there i don't know anything about algorithms i just know <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know how to say it that it's a thing algorithms so, <laughs> help us <laughs> help us out and yeah we'll give you uh, our undying yeah love. yeah follow us we're gonna get better at posting okay we'll figure we'll it get, out we'll, we'll get better so, but we what? did our we, we we did our plugs so yeah. yeah should we get back to the story yeah, yeah. so i'm gonna we, plug us again at the end we left off with um, Bryce missing, car wrecked, all of his stuff left behind, no sign of where he went. Driving in circles yeah. before he crashed. So Hotel Trivago. We talked uh, briefly <laughs> on some of the theories, so uh, we're going to go a little bit more in depth into that. So probably the biggest theory. So the police, their main theory is that he killed himself, that he was trying to drive into the lake but the way the embankment was from a certain distance it looked like it went into the lake but it actually didn't like the and so he went down that steep embankment and that's where he crashed his car mm-hmm. so a lot of them think that um he tried to commit suicide so when the car crashed he walked off and drowned himself in the lake or whatever right but they did multiple searches of the area they didn't find anything they had divers in the lake and then since then there's been um the family hired a private investigator and they hired somebody to come out and do sonar on the lake. They've done multiple searches since then of the lake. They have not found anything. Could his body be in the lake? Sure. But it's not in a it's not in a cold area. The lake stays I think pretty warm, so you would think eventually a body would like rise to the surface or something. So yeah, bodies yeah. bloat. Decomposing bodies well, unless something is holding them down, will rise to the surface of the water. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and then, of course, you know, family says Bryce wouldn't kill himself. Even friends say Bryce wouldn't kill himself. But that's what a lot of families and friends say. Well, yeah. And I mean, especially like, you know, I don't know. I feel like sometimes the people with the most help are the best at hiding it. Or who need the most help? Well, I you think, know, like I think that's a thing too, though. I think family and friends say this person wouldn't kill themselves all the time because people aren't open about it. It's not like you walk around telling people, "Yeah, I'm thinking about suicide today." Like that's not the common thing. <laughs> no, so they I, pretend to be happy. I do that, but that's good though. <laughs> that's a good thing though because you're acknowledging it. So many people who feel yeah. that way pretend to be happy they hide it because they feel such a stigma about having those feelings so of course like i wouldn't think that salem would commit suicide well i take that back i wouldn't <laughs> think Belle would commit suicide no, i love myself too back. much <laughs> i just want something to kill me i don't have you know See, like <laughs> i've decided that a lot of my reason i'm still alive is because i'm too lazy like well, yeah i have it's, that, it's that it's so dual side of the leo coin i love myself too much jess is too lazy that's where we're it's at <laughs> work to like off yourself like (laughs) i get that i get that 
So um, that's one of the theories. I don't know if I believe that's what happened. Maybe that was his intention, but I don't I think that like that's how it ended up. what they had said about him, like not slowing down, driving past this place so many times. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like... Maybe he was planning well, something like that. Yeah. I mean, that, it like, sounds like to me like he was he ramping was himself up to do it. actively trying yeah. to drive off the cliff and whether or not he killed himself after he got out of the car because yeah. there's evidence of him leaving the car, getting whatever he got out of the bag. Yeah. You know, maybe he. So that's that's what I was thinking. Well, like if that was it, his it intention. Was probably an intention, but I don't know if it was necessarily the outcome, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and I wonder. Because a lot of people who like commit suit or try to commit suicide and like live, they feel embarrassed afterwards and they're like, mm-hmm. Why did I do that? So I wonder if he tried to do that, crashed the car, left, didn't want to tell his parents, and like was still in a state where he didn't know what was going on and that's why he just left. Yeah. Without Could be. his wallet. Yeah. yeah. So so also, I'm sorry. I just want to say how fucking dramatic of a way to kill yourself to drown yourself in a lake. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is very like dramatic. They're in your th- to drive your, but it happens. Like well, like, driving your car is one thing, but to just like walk, walk into oh, a lake. Honestly, no, but like, I, take straight me. up. <laughs> I think when oh, I okay. was swimming around, okay, there was a moment when I was in Maine. I was swimming around in the lake. I was like watching the sunset behind the mountains across the lake, and I was like swimming out pretty far. I'm not a very good swimmer. It wouldn't take much for me to drown in the lake. And I was thinking, I was like, what if, what if I swam out and just like couldn't make it back? You're dramatic. And then Kyle was like, Kyle was like, Kyle goes, babe's dinner's ready. And then I was like, oh yeah, Kyle. And so I swam back. (laughs) And that's, that's a typical Leo is that dramatic feeling. But then there's a person who brings them back to reality. I think anyways. And then the first day that I went back to work, I was like, should have just ended it at the lake. But then Kyle called and you went, ah, Kyle. Yeah, he texted me. He was like, hope you're having a good day. And I was like, I wasn't, but I love you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I agree with Hannah. Like, I imagine a woman in a long white dress filling her pockets with with rocks and and just just dragging on the sand behind her as she walks (laughs) into the water, arms out. Like, sorry. Anyway. And it's dramatic. It's very dramatic. (laughs) Okay, so uh, another theory is that he was on drugs, and I think there's evidence that he was doing some sort of drugs, whether that's what caused him to behave the way that he was, you know? So I do want to say about him passing his sobriety test that, like, straight up, I I don't want to throw names, but, like, you know, stepmom drama nonsense. She has the most uncanny ability that whenever Child Protective Services shows up because she's fucking high or drunk, she can just like, I'm sober. Everything's fine. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're great. Everything's fine. And then they leave. And then there's no investigation that's happening. And that's why all this bullshit that I'm dealing with is happening. So, like, it's possible that he was just, like, you know, able to just, like, mm-hmm. fake it really good and well, pass the sobriety mm-hmm. test. Well, and... That if you're in a state of paranoia, like when you interact with people, you can come across as being on drugs or on alcohol, mm. but you have, but because you're not, you have the mental faculties to be able to still walk a straight line or speak in coherent sentences. Yeah. Yeah. So he could have, and he could have been on non mind altering drugs, but been in a state of paranoia or well, depression and pass a sobriety test too. Yeah. And that's something that, um, that we are going to touch on is the Vivance. We're going to touch on that a little bit more because there's some accounts from his from Sean, his roommate, and Kim, his girlfriend, Son? that he had been taking it 
for like the two weeks leading up to the beginning of classes and that he was taking it more frequently. And there's something about taking drugs like that. And then also the mind altering effects of just being awake for so long. Yeah, that's can give you hallucinations and that's stuff. That's how Michelle McNamara died. Yeah. She was taking like consistently. It was like an accidental overdose, but just she was consistently taking Adderall to stay up and write, finish her book. Mm-hmm. And then she was taking Xanax to go to bed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's That's like very off topic, but talk, talk about a crazy storm in your brain with those two things. Yeah, no shit. Well, and just the consistent taking of any, mm-hmm. any drug, especially a stimulant like yeah. ADHD drugs. Mm-hmm. If you are not monitoring it with a doctor, controlling yeah. your dose, checking in with them consistently, like, I mean, they're taking amphetamines. Yeah. yeah. And I found on Reddit, that's also another source, was a Reddit thread that I um, was on, that um, there's one person that, a commenter that had said that he was taking Vyvanse as, like, prescribed by his doctor for ADD, and um, he had experienced weird symptoms similar to that, like, kind of checking out, and um, he would take, like, an extra one every now and then when he had to write a paper or something, and when he took too much of it, he would experience like loss of sight, oh, loss God. of memory, like yeah. just kind of like f- almost like in a fugue state. Isn't that is that the right word? Yeah. Yes. And uh, and then he said also when he would try to wean himself off of it, he would have really horrible side effects like hallucinations and again like those fugue states and stuff. So it could have been right? a combination. It could have been that he had been taking it and that he stopped. It could be that it was fucking with him because he was taking so much. It could have been sleep deprivation. Um, he was also drinking very heavily. He was reported to be like drink like two fifths over a weekend of hard liquor. So, you know, all those combinations could have fucked with him. And then add to that, maybe he did have some mental illness because ni- he was 19 and that's like a prime age for things like schizophrenia to set in. Yeah, And it could have been something that might have been triggered by the drugs or it could have been something that was just exacerbated or, you know, I mean, we don't know for sure what yeah. was going on in his brain. I mean, it's it's like I understand that like, you know, like a lot of like mental illness and stuff is really easy to hide, but it's really strange to me that he didn't show any sort of symptoms up until the like days leading up to his disappearance. Yeah. Well, well, there's also theory on that. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say like it is there are definitely mental illnesses specifically schizophrenia, mm-hmm. what might be considered as multiple personality dis- disorders that do not even exhibit any signs or symptoms and until just, you're in your late teens. And, and then, then it's they just, just like bam. Yeah. yeah. And that's why there are so many people who don't can't aren't can't manage their schizophrenia because they went from nothing, nothing, nothing to this overwhelming broken bipolar schizophrenic yeah. Yeah. mind. A lot of mental illnesses that deal with psychoses like did don't show up until suddenly. And then they can progress really fast. But so in the beginning when they were researching this, you know, everyone's like, oh, no, he was normal. There was no reason. Over the summer, his parents said, oh, over the summer, he was fine. There was perfectly normal. And but then when they dug a little deeper, they were finding that, no, there was some personality changes after coming back to school, like just from the very beginning. But they were not like major enough for people to really worry about him and it wasn't until the 27th that he was acting really weird Mm -hmm. so it's not to say he was acting perfectly normal and then and if he was oh oh, go go ahead ahead. 
Here's one issue that I found on the Reddit thread that I absolutely agree with. Um, it was like a theme that kept coming back. People kept saying, why didn't the parents drive down mm-hmm. and meet yeah. him? Yeah. If one I of you asked. girls was sitting on the side of the road, you're like three hours away from me. I don't give a shit if you were five hours mm-hmm. away from me. If after three hours of you sitting there, I get this garage guy mm-hmm. to go down and you're still fucking sitting there i would just be like sit in your car don't fucking move i'm coming to see you yeah. or like, like or hey christian can yes. you take him back to the garage exactly. with you and i will meet you there as soon as i can or something like because i would be on the he road was obviously willing to help yeah, christian is know, a good samaritan like, like i would have been like don't... do you think you can get him in your truck and just see if he'll well, hang out at the and he's, at the and he's garage, not answering the phone he's not answering that like the mom didn't want to say anything to upset him but like which, which like, I, I understand, understand yeah but if there's extent. a person there that can take him to a safe place where he can be watched yeah. until you can get there and take uh-huh. him to a hospital then like I would ask have... him where he is say what's going on be upsetting and yeah. like and then I would have told him, him take like him. get in the car with Christian and hang out at the garage we're gonna come I would tell him that yeah. like, and I can understand that like the police couldn't arrest him right. because yeah. he was he not doing, doing anything, anything so they couldn't detain him but I just don't understand why Probably they weren't have gotten on the, the 72 road. hour hold on him they the could, way that he was acting they, they could yeah but see, they again. He was lucid. He wasn't yeah. showing enough so- sign to them to for them to do anything. But yeah. like, I mean, I it, why didn't they get on the road? Well, I and just, that's yeah. why I wonder too. What? How many signs was he actually exhibiting before this? Because it seems yeah. like the parents were maybe didn't want to acknowledge exactly. that anything yeah. was wrong. So he could have been building up to this for a while with small little things, and mm. they wrote it off. And was the he... stress of college? He's new changes, growing up, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And they well, and they had just moved all the way across country, mm-hmm. and like, and was he doing drugs while he was at home on the in the summer? Well, Kids are really good know? at hiding yeah. shit like that. No, so yeah, not, was, you would have known I that I done drugs because oh, yeah. I would have told you. Well, yeah, you would have told me. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that would have just been and like I just did drugs. I just smoked some pot, and I feel really bad about it. One of my favorite Pisces stories move. about you is that time that you that were... I told myself I'm the cops. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I See, I it. wouldn't tell myself because I'm a double Leo. Already, we've already told that story on here, I <laughs> oh, believe. I'm sure yeah, that we have. It's funny. It's, it's hilarious. My, it's one of my favorite stories. But then you have kids like me who did a lot of drugs in high school, and mom hasn't what? found out until like just, just now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hannah was smoking pot. In, no wonder you're in bipolar. Like so shitty. Hannah was smoking pot I'm at like what twelve? And welcome to our new podcast, Revealing Things to Our Mothers. So we're going to move on. (laughs) We're going to move on. So um, that was the common theme, though, on the Reddit page was like, it seems like maybe these parents had a little bit of an idea about something weird going on because they didn't seem quite so panicked about it. Or who knows, maybe there was a weird dynamic to their relationship. Mm -hmm. It's just, and that's their only child. I just don't see me not driving out for any one of you kids. Like you were acting like that. I would be in my fucking car on my way to get you. And I would be like, mom, get away from me. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I'm with you, Salem, because I couldn't imagine if that was Evie and I found out she'd been sitting on the side of the road in the same place for hours. Yeah. Or even my nieces. Like if this was Belle or Hannah, if it was Evie. yeah. Would be on, I'd be like, Salem, get in the car. We're going. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, like, exactly. So there is a weird dynamic there that kind of just if you look at it, it paints a different picture mm-hmm. of what was going on. So, oh, and then 
there is the theory that he met with foul play, and I don't know if you noticed in my notes. I accidentally spelled it F O W L. Might have been thinking of Mr. Quackington. I don't know. I was thinking of Quack Quack McDuckerton. Anyway, is this another owl theory, like from the staircase? Quackson. Archibald Bean quacks it. Quackson. I don't do it very well. But so there is the idea. So they did trace his scent to the truck stop and they lost it. So could he have gotten in a truck? He could be anywhere. I mean, there's a possibility that he left, that he had a head injury, that um, was exasper- exacerbated his mental illness or drug use or whatever. Maybe he got amnesia. Maybe he didn't, you know, he didn't take his wallet. He didn't have any ID. So he could have joined the homeless community. He could be wandering around the streets today, not knowing who he is, like having created a new life. He could have wandered away in pur- on purpose. I don't really believe that one. I don't think a 19-year-old kid would just walk away from his life and after seven years not contact anybody. Right. I don't yeah. know. If, I he, know. if he knew who he was. If, if he knew. Uh, I don't know. College is stressful, guys. Yeah, but <laughs> but do you cut think- everybody in your whole life off because you're stressed about college? No, but if I was, I mean, only, I wouldn't. If like, I was an only child who was only in contact with my two parents, and I had like some underlying issues with them, I absolutely would. Well, yeah, there is. It's <laughs> not like he had a yeah, huge yeah, family. Like siblings I mean, or like, anything. Like I wouldn't. I mean, I guess it's just for, me, like older sister complex. But there's but like, no way that I would have abandoned you or my yeah. other siblings. Or you even know, like for like, seven years though. So now he's what? You're kind of old, Belle. So he's getting close to thirty. Yeah, like he yeah. like he'd probably he, be like twenty six or seven now because if he graduated when Kyle did. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless there was some. To me, I think unless there was some actual sort of trauma, whether emotional, physical abuse from his parents, it's hard for me to think that after all this time, he wouldn't be growing up Mm -hmm. and feeling and being like, hey, I screwed up and wanting to reach out. Now, I'm we're different. Like like I've told you before, Chris always told me that we had the most functional dysfunctional family he's ever met <laughs> yeah. so i'm out of touch with how real families are apparently but yes. like you know but to me that just seems crazy that he wouldn't at some point like grow, Dude, yeah. grow up a little like yeah. we all do like think about your my you know salem and i think about our relationship with mom and dad when we were 1920 yeah. versus now but then you also like not to the same extreme as running away and like mm-hmm having a new life but you have families who won't talk to each other until there's true. a death That's like true. dad I mean, barely I, sees his Chris, dad unless yeah. someone has died or when dad had cancer those were like the last yeah. two times dad saw his father i don't even <laughs> think chris called his mom on mother's day this year like yeah. you know so like so, that is also just a family dynamic that a lot of families so, have but his relationship with his mother is very stressed yeah and damaging from his childhood so that's that i guess that's where i'm getting at like yeah. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. What was going on that would make him not reach out if he's still living as himself after all these years? Yeah. But, and and that's a possibility. I don't believe that that, I personally don't believe that's what happened. I believe if he is still out there somewhere living a new life, I think it's because he doesn't know who he is. Mm-hmm. That's my belief. But that's just my personal belief. What? Kelly just texted Sorry about the interruption. Uh, we just uh, got a text from our sister Kelly that um, she has to put her cat to sleep today. So 
hearts out to Kelly. Yeah. Shout out to Kelly. We love you. Love you, Pie Wacket. Love you. Pie Wacket will be watching you from Kitty Heaven for the rest of your life. You know it. That's right. So every time you go pee, just think of her watching you. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Pie weird. Wacket watching you. Now I'm thinking that about Nilbog. Nilbog <laughs> watches you. Well, Ollie watches, watches me every time pee. I pee anyway. So. Every time. <laughs> Jonesy watches me when I pee. Yeah. So. And every time Matt and Kelly have sex, just think of Pie watching you. <laughs> so, okay. So we left off talking... <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> oh, jeez. We left off talking about um, if he, if Bryce possibly would have walked away from his life. So that is a theory that he walked away. There's another theory that um, he went to the truck stop and was hitching rides, and he could have met with foul play. He could have met with, you know, one of the multiple serial killers that travel the highways and and murder people and dumped his body somewhere. But um, there's also an interesting thing that happens. So during the search for Bryce, uh, firefighters were called out to the area to a fire. It was a brush fire. And in the fire, they found a body burning. And so initial thoughts were this could be Bryce. The body was so badly burned initially, they couldn't tell even if it was a man or a woman. But uh, autopsy showed that it wasn't Bryce it was a 35-year-old man named Lamondre Dion Miles. His body was riddled with bullets, and uh, he, I guess he was killed because of a debt that he owed. He he owed a debt, and so he was killed. They don't really. I didn't find much information on like who they think did it. If it was gang related, but there is a theory that maybe Bryce saw something that happened, and he could have been met by a foul play because of. The, right. him witnessing, witnessing why would they do such a good job disposing of Bryce's body though and yeah. not, not the his. other guy it, it makes a... me wonder did Bryce burn this man was oh. does it go that deep oh so was Snap. it a drug nefarious drug thing like Bell said before and this guy owed Bryce and that's money? why Bryce was like hyping himself up he spent all day being like there's a lot of stuff death that I some... gotta tell you oh and he started a new life as a drug kingpin He's somewhere in somewhere. Los Angeles well, or something well there is a theory that he was there that he was involved in some drug dealing because he was obviously doing drugs and his in he was acting weird and it seems like he knew he wasn't going to be coming back because he was giving his stuff away, which might lead you to think suicide. But what if he was also involved in and, some shady shit and he thought he needed to, like, hide out or yeah. something? And he wanted people to think suicide. Like, maybe. maybe that was the whole point. Like, And why was he hanging out in the same location? Was he having a psychotic break or, or was, was he, he waiting, waiting for, somebody? for somebody? That was my initial thought. It's like, yeah, like, psychotic break, uh, but, like, 13 hours. I don't know. I mean, like, I know that, like... I'm significantly not as mentally ill as a lot of people, but like 13 hours seems a long time to be going through a psychotic yeah. so break. just be sitting there doing nothing. And whenever, I don't know. Like, I don't let's know. talk about some of the days I haven't gotten out of bed. Well, yeah. yeah, that's true. Whenever he was asked what he was doing, he would answer with very vague or very... Um, elusive specific or just specific like to like at one point after the cops had come and searched his car and he was talking to his mom she says you know what are you doing and he just very literally that's the word i'm looking for literal like he just says i'm putting stuff back in my car you know he would answer with like something really literal that would not really give a lot of information or very vague like nothing or like at one point he kept telling his mom that he was on i Five South, but when she would ask him, like, where are you? What exits are you around? Well, what landmarks? Like, I'm meeting friends. 
well, tonight. He says he, but he would say, "Oh, it's dark. I can't tell where I am." But yeah, and then he says something about meeting friends later. But like with mania, though, I think specific answers are, can be kind of normal when you are yeah. in a manic mm-hmm. episode because you're so focused on what you're, you're doing. doing like yeah. I'm moving this table. I'm rearranged. Like I'm folding the laundry. I'm doing the dishes. I'm or whatever it is. Like you're very focused when you're in that manic kind of state. That's mm-hmm. All you see is like what you are doing right now. Well, and then. also, if he's like under the influence of the whatever drug it was Live that we ants. had talked about that like has all of those like fugue state kind of symptoms, like even yeah. if, you know, like mental illness aside, like it sounds like that mm-hmm. could be a potential common so, side effect of the drug. Yeah. You, know? you guys want to know more about Vivance? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I us. looked, so I did some research into Vivance, but I also wanted to see what people said about it. So I found a couple of sites. Where you actually can just go out and review different drugs, well, and so like that. and so, I found a couple and went specifically down the Vivance reviews, and one of the less common side effects that is listed with Vivance is paranoia, mania, um, and uh, different things like that. And so, while looking at the overall ratings for Vivance, so like on one site, it was like a seven point four out of ten rating that people liked it. And on the other, it was three and a half stars-ish that people liked it. But there are so many reviews that are very, like, the negative reviews are all so similar. So things like, I took it. It was so frustrating. It felt like I was losing all my brain cells. I became more socially awkward. I withdrew into myself, became passive. I wouldn't accomplish anything that I needed to. So that's just one person's. And also the vision thing, lost my vision. And as soon as I quit taking it, like I thought this person says I thought I was going blind. But as soon as I took quit, quit taking Vyvanse, my vision started to come back. Uh. So very similar through all of them. Like here's another one where started getting chest pains, irritability, like in a fog. You know, this mom watched her son try to put his shoes on one day and it was like it was in slow motion. Um, So very similar. The negative reviews all have this common theme on both of the websites. So I went to the one is like drugs.com. I had a picture of it so I could tell you guys. And now drugs.com and everydayhealth.com are the two where I read a bunch of reviews. But it's all very similar on both of the websites with the like it was great. It made me focus more, but then suddenly I became paranoid, manic, you know, those yeah. kind of things. So it is a possibility. Especially since it wasn't prescribed to him. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. and if he had been taking it, like you had said, like all summer, like using it to play video if games. he had been, yeah. You know. I mean, that's, like that's, that's just a theory. Allegedly. I think we can pretty much say he was taking it for the Regularly. two weeks late mm-hmm. leading yeah. up to the the um when he started to have weird behavior but yeah no i mean i d- i really do think that the drug use mm-hmm. contributed to something to whatever it was and but then i do kind of wonder if some of his behavior wasn't like we had said before because he had some sort of nefarious thing planned and mm-hmm. you got to wonder did he he ju- maybe he did walk away from his life maybe he was involved in some really crazy yeah. shit and he hopped on a truck and was like i got to make everybody like, think i'm dead like when you add it all together right so let's if he was taking this it could cause him to move more into some of those nefarious things and then you start to get paranoid about those nefarious Mm -hmm. things and start to worry like this one review says this drug ruins lives it causes moodiness angry outbursts and paranoia yeah yeah 
So, I mean, fact of of the matter is that what nobody did he grab out of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? He left his wallet. And you know it wasn't like a gun or drugs because his car had just been, been searched sir, yeah. by the police. It and was nothing illegal. That. Right. What did he have in the duffel bag? Did the I mean they searched his car, did they look in the duffel bag? I would imagine they they I would. Mean, but if he let him them search his car, they may have done a crappy search because they felt like he had nothing to uh, hide. His so, mom had told them know, all but, of the shit. I don't know. You're right. It could well, have been missed. So well, I'm isn't you, the first time the police officers didn't, you know, search do the best job. <laughs> I have had one interaction with police and they searched my car because I had out of state plates. And because I gave them permission, this is why I think it was, we had luggage in the backseat. We had a cooler in the backseat. The cop, when I was like, fine, search my car, like pulled down my visor and looked under the front, two front seats. And that was it. He didn't check anything in the cooler. Maybe. He didn't check the double. So, I mean, I'm just saying that the police could have sucked. They make it sound like they did a thorough search of the car. But you're right. They could have missed something. I'm like, God, I could have so much drugs in my car right now, which is why you want to search me. And you wouldn't know. (laughs) What was in the duffel bag? Was that his cell phone and his wallet and his laptop? And he took them out to make it obvious that he left them behind? I don't know. Now we're getting down the the rabbit hole. His laptop and cell phone in the car and leave the wallet outside the car with the duffel bag. Like, I mean, so weird. I don't know. Maybe the duffel bag was already open and they just because they saw it unzipped, they assumed it was out of the car. But but he like rolled. I mean, he would the car was on its side. So what could have fallen out of the window? I mean, there's so many possibilities. Like, we could... Well, and there could be a whole progression. Some accounts say the wallet and the duffel bag were in the car. Mm. But But there could be a whole progression, though. Like, so let's say he's starting to show signs of mental illness that doesn't typically show up until your late teens. Then he gets involved in some bad activity, starts taking a drug that can have side effects that cause even more paranoia and mania. Like, I mean, these theories, it could be all of them. Yeah, could it could together. potentially be compounded yeah. into... This is a good movie. Let's write a story, guys. <laughs> so, I mean, so, but what it boils down to is that nobody really has seen any sign of Bryce Laspisa. There has been... Um, a, co- a few accounts of people that have like reported seeing someone that looks like him, I think like in the homeless community and stuff around in California, but they've never like when reported all, every, all the follow-ups really don't turn up any evidence. So that's, what's weird to me is I feel like if he had been alive and living just like, even if it is in the homeless community, I don't know. Like, I feel well, like... and he's not, like, somebody that would blend in unless he made a point to change to. his appearance because he's right. tall with bright red hair. And so that yeah. that right there already kind of stands out. I feel like if he out. wasn't dead or actively trying not to be found... He- what? I feel like Who he would have been fucking found looks already? at homeless people though. I mean, yeah. like when we're driving downtown, that's a, that's place do to you hide. look that's at homeless true. people? I'm afraid to look at them too hard I just because I don't want to piss somebody off. That's like you know, not that they're all assholes, but there's those ones that are on drugs and shit, and I don't want them to be like, "Why are you staring at me?" and like cause problems. I mean, if so I, see... I turn an eye. For, just be like respectful. This is their home. Mm-hmm. They're living here. I mean, you know. If I see a homeless person like panhandling on the street and we make eye contact, I'll yeah. smile. Yeah, you but know? I talk. 
microwave. Like, I don't give them money, but but like when you're driving down the streets downtown past the homeless communities, well, a lot of people want to ignore the homeless people. And so people don't look at them because they're like, we don't have a homeless problem if I don't look at them. I'm saying, even out of mind. Who's to say he wasn't homeless for a few years and then got a shot together or died? Yeah. Well, and that is a story. I mean, by another homeless person who wanted his stuff. I mean, there's so many homeless people that just like freeze to death. I mean, like California, maybe not because it's hot there, but like here, at least in Colorado, overdose. Yeah, like overdose, freeze to death, just like violence in the streets. Yeah, Yeah, like it's a rough time out there for the homeless community. It's hard out there for a homeless. And I feel like you know the possibility of him also like (laughs) the possibility of him also just like maybe wandering off, not realizing who he was, and then. You know, like just like not making it, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. is also a possibility. Especially if he was really mentally ill, like yeah. And with the blood that was in the car, we don't know if that was from a head injury. Yeah. Like, I mean, they said it wasn't enough blood to really suggest a serious injury that he would die from. But, but it you could don't have potentially know if memory had. loss yeah, if he hit I his mean, head hard enough. On, didn't you say there was blood on the steering wheel? He could have swelling of the, the brain and crawled rest, into a ditch at some point. And yeah. I, it yeah. was on the headrest and, and the back, back seat, which Where goes with the theory that out. he climbed yeah, to the back like, window and kicked Blood it out. on the headrest, I feel like, suggests a head injury. Well, the, it was passenger the passenger headrest. Oh. But, still, okay. but still, even, like, you can have a head trauma that Just causes memory loss with no blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, could yeah. Ca- you could have a head trauma that can cause death. With no blood. Yes, and you can have a head skin. trauma that causes death that takes 24 hours for it to kill you because like you your brain saying, is slowly swelling or the ugh. bleeding or is slowly a, putting pressure yeah, on your brain. You get a hematoma in your brain and it pushes on the wrong parts of your nerves. And, and it can take hours sometimes for it to kill you. And But you probably wouldn't be walking around for most of those, for some of those hours anyway. But still, I think they searched the immediate area. He obviously got, he left. I mean, my thought, he left the truck stop. Because the, the yeah. scent ended, so he got in a vehicle. Like at mm-hmm. that point, if the scent just just ends he's gotten into some other form of transportation other than walking and we'll never know i mean then he had access to the interstate across the whole country he could have gone anywhere i mean he could have been picked up by a truck driver doing a nice thing like this poor guy and had swelling on the brain and died and the truck driver panicked because he's now he's got some dead guy who he doesn't know who he is in his truck well and he could have gotten in a truck with a driver that was going all the way to fucking Connecticut. You don't right. know. Like, who and then knows got where in this car guy with is. the I-70 killer. Or yeah, whatever. In a car with you know. Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, it's years later, but the sentiment still I stands. Mean. That was his first kill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could have could have been anywhere. It could have been anything. Jeffrey he could have gotten in the a, vehicle. Uh, I know, but that was so long ago. I know, but I just mean, oh, I said sentiment. the sentiment still stands. Oh, like, yeah. it's I'm, easy pickings at that point. He could have gotten you know. in a vehicle for somebody that he was working with and been like, okay, yeah. I did it. I made mm-hmm. it look like I killed myself and let's go. And they started I know a that's drug a stretch empire there, in Vegas. <laughs> I like it, though. That's like that's it. what I want to think. I want to think he's a dirty guy. in Mexico. He's a bad boy. He's like the smartest man ever. He's like the, started his life over. Yeah, he's like Bond. He was like, I'm driving south. What's south? I'm Mexico. Ginger. 007. 008. Ginger. Is that it? Is that the story? I don't know. 009. What would Ginger be? I'm 00. <laughs> Double aughts. <laughs> Snake All right. eyes, baby. Well, that's my story, guys. Hannah's checked out. 
If we go on to things that don't suck, after getting Kelly's text, I forgot what mine was. I know. I don't remember too. what my thing that doesn't suck done. is. I got one. I've got okay, one. You, so go. you guys think about it. Hmm. It's time for things that don't suck. Things that don't suck. That All was right. bad. Sorry, guys. No, <laughs> I'm out of practice. It was beautiful. I'm out of practice. Um, so... My thing that doesn't suck is something that kind of did suck, but now doesn't suck only because it got handled so I don't have to worry about it anymore. So I'm getting a new piano, which kind of doesn't suck, but it was a real pain in the ass trying to figure out how to get this $30 piano out of this basement, and it hurt my husband's back, and uh, we it's taken it weeks. It costs like, well, okay, so here... <laughs> Against my suggestion, with my experience, because you were with trying to get it out of over. one basement and into yours. Well, we decided That's we're not putting it into basements. the basement oh, okay, yet. Good. We're putting it in the garage because we don't know what we're going to do with it yet exactly. So George decided he thought that he could move it himself. Him and the boys. Well, he didn't have all of the boys. It was just your dad and your stepdad. Oh God! And so he had no awesome. boys. Brian was there, oh, okay. but Brian, Brian was just like no offense to my Brian but he doesn't work out like any of the other boys so he's not the strongest out of all of them and George bought those over the shoulder dolly things so that he thought that was going to help so your dad had one and George had the other they got it up four fucking stairs before they decided they weren't going to be able to do it <laughs> and after George paid for the when truck that he happen? rented and paid for the for your dad that he borrowed and um I like that you said your dad that he borrowed. <laughs> rented. I don't know what's the word. That he rented hired. Dad. Hired. Hired is the word for people. Sorry. That he rented hired. dad. Rented dad. Call now. I like borrowed the best. And the over the shoulder dollies and everything. He's been close to $200. Oh and God. so then. So then he now for is this com- thirty dollar piano. He's committed to this piano because they need to get it out of the basement. He owns it now, right? <laughs> it's his. It's his. So he's calling around. He can't get anybody to f- fucking call him back with quotes and stuff. Took like a week to get quotes. Finally, he found somebody that's three hundred and twenty-five bucks. They're gonna go get it and they're gonna put it in our garage. So for the tune of five hundred and twenty-five dollars, I have my set. Wait, no, plus the thirty five hundred and fifty-five dollars. <laughs> I have a shitty piano. Yay! Yay! Now the things that are cool about it is it's old. I'm guessing it's about a hundred years old. Nice. Um, it's a JC and. Fisher, and um, <laughs> which it seems to be a pretty good brand, and some of the pianos go for a fair amount. So our intention was to gut it so that I could put my keyboard in it. But I actually now we're going to spend money to have a tuner come, like a piano guy, come out and look at it and see if there's a possibility that it could be fixed or if and it's like worth beyond money. repair. If it's beyond repair, then we'll gut it. If it can be fixed, then we're going to have to decide what do we do. And another thing that didn't suck about it is I took a picture of it in the basement and it looks like there's an orb, so I might be getting a haunted, haunted piano. piano! Ah! Haunted piano! <laughs> that could suck. But we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> so there I you mean, go. <laughs> if the ghost plays the piano, it'd be, be fun. Well, it depends. Do they play well? Yes. <laughs> because I really Previous don't want a ghost. shitty piano playing ghost. They, 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 they only I know one that. song, though. And it's the... <laughs> he just hits one note. And it's like A flat. He just plays. Over and over and over again. 
if now if I had a piano playing ghost that played scary music like that would be fucking cool. Oh, I thought we were gonna keep going. I was like ready to come in with the bass. No, knowing your luck, it'll he'll be a good piano player, but he only knows one song, and it's the song you always hear when you see like old West silent type things like the like melodrama music. He only knows one It'll... song, and it's never going to give you up by Rick Astley. Uh, I can I handle that, that better. Okay. You're was... Rick rolled every day of your life. Okay, no. my thing that doesn't no, suck no. is that I got to be a guest on the podcast again. Yay! Yay! That's awesome. We're so happy to have you. I'm glad you were back. Yeah, it was fun. My See thing... you guys in six more months. Peace Yay! out. <laughs> my thing that doesn't suck is that this week at work wasn't the worst it wasn't <laughs> shitty hey that's good i Yay. had a decent okay time at work this week Yay. evie's got one get over here oh, evie. evie you want to do a thing that doesn't suck this happened two weeks ago but i beat grandma at a british accent nice. theater, the theater <laughs> goddess the accent queen i beat her at a british accent that's all. Goodbye. That was amazing. Yeah, that's, that's a good, awesome. That's a good Theater thing that doesn't suck. Theater goddess. Karen. Accent queen. <laughs> Honestly, the amount name. of professors. No. She, she was been a like guest that. on the podcast. But they don't the know The amount of professors name. that I have had at Metro that have been like, oh my gosh. That's your grandma? Yeah. I know. Do you know Do you know Karen? I'm like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. my grandma. And then I have so much to live up to. And I, know, I have had conversations horrible, right? with Kelly about this, who has also done a lot of community theater in this city, about what a reputation grandma has. My thing that doesn't suck is that last weekend I had a four days off and it was really Hooray, nice. Four Yay. days off. And I'm probably going to call out of work tomorrow because I feel sick, but then I'll have the day off. All right, so I guess it's time for us this to is sign it. out. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, FFS the Podcast. You can email us at FFS the Podcast at gmail.com. Up family story time. Family story time on Facebook. And please, please, if you enjoy what you're hearing, rate us five stars. Tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. Write us a review. Even if you don't hey. enjoy what you're hearing, write a review. Just write and us rate us you can write us one star. You can write us only want five stars. Only want five stars. Pretty please rate us five stars. But write us five. If you fix it.